Fairies Written by the Reverend Thomas Patterson and read by Rebecca Brown Years ago, there lived in Crossbrig a smith of the name of McEachern. This man had an only child, a boy of about 13 or 14 years of age, cheerful, strong and healthy. All of a sudden, he fell ill, took to his bed and moped whole days away. No one could tell what was the matter with him, and neither could the boy himself. He would not and he could not tell of how he felt. He was wasting away fast, getting thin, old and yellow, and his father and all his friends were afraid that he would die. At last, one day, after the boy had been lying in this condition for a long time, getting neither better nor worse, always confined to bed, but with an extraordinary appetite, one day, while sadly revolving these things and standing idly at his forge, with no heart to work, the smith was agreeably surprised to see an old man, well known to him for his knowledge of out-of-the-way things. He walked into his workshop, and forthwith the smith told of the occurrence that had clouded his life. The old man looked grave as he listened, and after sitting a long time pondering over all he had heard, gave his opinion that it is not your son you have got, the boy has been carried away by the fairies, and they have left a changeling in his place. Alas, said the smith, what am I then to do? How am I ever to see my own son again? I will tell you now, answered the old man. But first, to make sure that it is not your own son you have got, take as many empty eggshells as you can get, go with them into the room, spread them out carefully before his sight, and then proceed to draw water with them carrying them two and two in your hands as if they were a great weight, and arrange them when they're full around the fire. The smith did as he was told, and gathered as many broken eggshells as he could get, went into the room, and proceeded to carry out all of the instructions. He had not been long at work before there arose from the bed a shout of laughter, and the voice of the seemingly sick boy exclaimed, I am now eight hundred years of age, and I have never seen the like of that before. The smith returned and told the old man. Well now, said the sage to him, did I not tell you that it was not your son you had? Your son is in the round green hill of the fairies. Get rid as soon as possible of this intruder, and I think I may promise you your son. You must light a very large and bright fire before the bed on which that stranger is lying. He will ask you, what is the use of such a fire? Answer him at once, you will see that presently, and then seize him and throw him in the middle of it. If it is your son you have got, he will call out to save him. But if not, this thing will fly through the roof. The smith again followed the old man's advice, kindled a large fire, answered the question put to him as he had been directed to, and seizing the child flung him in without hesitation. The changeling gave an awful yell and sprung through the roof, where a hole was left and let the smoke out. On a certain night, the old man told him that the green round hill where the fairies kept the boy would be open, and on that night the smith, having provided himself with a bible, a dirk, and a crowning cock, was to proceed to the hill. He would hear singing and dancing and much merriment going on, but he was to advance boldly. The bible he carried would be a certain safeguard to him against any danger from the fairies. On entering the hill, he was to stick the dirk in the threshold, to prevent the hill from closing upon him. And then, continued the old man, on entering you will see a spacious apartment before you, beautifully clean, 
And there, standing far within, working at a forge, you will also see your own son. When you are questioned, say that you come to seek him, and will not go without him. Not long after this, the time came round and the smith sallied forth, prepared as instructed. Sure enough, as he approached the hill, there was a light where light was seldom seen before. Soon after, the sound of piping, dancing and joyous merriment reached the anxious father on the night wind. Overcoming every impulse to fear, the smith approached the threshold steadily, stuck the dirk into the ground as directed, and entered. Protected by the Bible he carried on his breast, the fairies could not touch him, but they asked him, with a good deal of displeasure, what he wanted there. He answered, I want my son, whom I see down there, and will not go without him. Upon hearing this, the whole company before him gave a loud laugh, which wakened up the cock he carried dozing in his arms who at once leaned up on his shoulders, clapped his wings lustily, and crowed loud and long. The fairies, incest, seized the smith and his son, and threw them out of the hill, and they threw the dirk after them, and in an instant, all was dark. For a year and a day, the boy never did a turn of work, and hardly ever spoke a word. But at last one day, sitting by his father and watching him finishing a sword he was making for some chief, and which he was very particular about, he suddenly exclaimed, That's not the way to do it! And, taking the tools from his father's hands, he set to work himself in his place, and soon fashioned a sword like that of which he was never seen in the country before. From that day, the young man wrought constantly with his father, and became the inventor of a well-tempered weapon, the making of which kept the two smiths, father and son, in constant employment. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Folklore Scotland podcast. We'll be back every week with more folkloric content from stories to analysis. The podcast is brought to you by Folklore Scotland, the charity that tells the tales of the past with the technology of today. Our aim is to make the compiling and sharing of folktales accessible through digital streams. If you'd like to become a voluntary contributor or would like to get in touch, send us an email at info at folklorescotland.com. You can also check out all of our social media links in the show notes. If you would like to support the work we do, we have now launched a coffee page where you can make a small contribution that will go a long way in helping us carry out the work we do. The link is in the show notes. There won't be an episode next week, but join us on the 4th of July for Into the Greenwood. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.